the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Prayers Heard in Heaven. God wants to raise up an army of believers whose prayer shakes the nation and the nations of the world. God wants you to shake the evil out of its dwelling place in your family, in your workplace, in the nation. Prayers Heard in Heaven is a teaching ministry teaching God's people to pass blessings with prayer. In the fifth chapter of James, the Bible tells us to pray for one another that we may be healed and that the effectual, fervent prayer of a righteous person availeth much. The following program, Prayers Heard in Heaven, with speaker and teacher Valerie Sneed, will help you learn to pray fervently and effectively and truly see results in prayer. Valerie Sneed, with Prayers Heard in Heaven, starts now. What would change everything for you right now? An experience with the greater kingdom. That's what would change everything in your life right now. I'm telling you, an encounter with the Almighty would alter everything in your entire life. And you would never be the same. We all must have an encounter with God to go to a higher realm, to move in a greater measure of perfection, to pray and operate from a new dimension Something must happen. Jeremiah had an encounter with God. Today I'm talking about the greater kingdom, and that's the title of our message. Jeremiah had an encounter with God. Let's listen as God speaks to Jeremiah. He said, before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to the nations. Jeremiah told God, ah, Lord, Ah, Lord God, behold, I cannot speak. I am a child. The Lord told Jeremiah, don't be afraid. I am with you. Then the Lord put out his hand and he touched my mouth, Jeremiah said. And the Lord said to me, now I have put my words in your mouth. Jeremiah had an encounter with God, an encounter with the Almighty. That's what each person must have to walk in great power with God There must be a point where you have an encounter. Jeremiah leaves his encounter with God. He's anointed and he is prepared to speak God's word. Prophetic utterances are going to come out of his mouth. Colossians 2.15 says, And having spoiled principalities and powers and rulers of darkness of this world. He's talking about Jesus. He spoiled principalities and powers and the enemies of this world, the enemy, the lion, the one that walks about seeking whom he may devour. Jeremiah had this amazing encounter with God. Samuel had an encounter with God. Remember as a young boy, he hears the Lord's voice calling his name Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel says, speak, Lord, for thy servant heareth Isaiah in the temple has an encounter with God. The word of the Lord says, the year the king Uzziah died, 
I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. Now, let's go back for a moment in history. King Uzziah was a mighty king. King Uzziah expanded the kingdom of Judah. He had mighty warriors. He expanded the military. The military forces of Judah grew greatly. He even had men in his military forces that created, they invented new weapons. Uzziah, King Uzziah, was a mighty leader of Judah. Judah grew. It prospered financially. The Bible says that he even loved the soil. He loved his people, and he loved his nation. Jeremiah obviously respected King Uzziah because after his death, and clearly the Bible quotes and says that that Isaiah said the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord. Isaiah must have had a great dependency upon King Uzziah because after he is moved by God, after he's no longer there, then Isaiah has a great encounter with God. A seraphim in the temple that day goes to the fire and touches his lips with a hot coal from the fire. And and he tells him, now you're purged. Isaiah knows that then he can speak for the Lord. He had an encounter with God that day in the temple. We must have an encounter with the Almighty. The lion, the lion that's the enemy of our soul. When we have an encounter with Almighty God, everything changes. The 91st Psalm, thou shalt tread upon the lion, the enemy. But there is a greater lion than the enemy, which is Satan. The lion of the tribe of Judah. It's Jesus. Judah means praise. He is the lion of praise. This lion is our praise. This lion of praise will tread upon the power of the enemy, and he will use us now. The lion here in the 91st Psalm, the enemy that's tread upon, we would never have the power to tread on the lion or the adder without the death on Calvary. Death is a powerful force without Christ. Without Christ, death is a fierce lion. It throws one into the pits of the enemy. One who does not have the redemption of their soul to Christ is in imminent danger of facing the lion of death, of sickness, of disease, of poverty, of lack, every evil loosed in the garden alone. Oh, but you, O oh God, have provided a shield, a buckler for our soul. The lion of the tribe of Judah has transferred power from the grave and the resurrection. There is power transferred to you and I. Without the death and the resurrection power, we would not have any authority. There would be no greater kingdom prevailing for us, but thou shalt tread upon him. We weren't underneath death, sickness, and disease any longer after Calvary. It's placed us above, and Satan is now beneath. Psalms 57 says this, My soul is among lions. There are lions, sickness, disease, poverty in this world. Those are the lions of our soul. But God, through Christ, through Calvary, a table has been prepared before us. If we look up on the table and take our attention off of our enemy, and we look up on Christ, our attention is on Christ, and what he has prepared for us, our peace will prevail, and we will overcome the lion of Satan, because you have a greater lion that fights for you. We must have our spiritual eyes to see the greater kingdom. After death on Calvary, before that Sunday morning, 
Jesus is taking the victory over all designs of the enemy. The disciples are in despair. Jesus has been crucified and they're hiding out. Jesus is busy. He's taking power over our enemies. But the disciples are overwhelmed by fear. Many times when you're in the midst of a situation that you have prayed about and the spirit of the Lord is moving. If we just stand still, we'll see the salvation of the Lord. But the disciples are hiding. They are overwhelmed. They're tormented by that tormenting spirit of fear. After Jesus' crucifixion, they are fearing for their own lives. While Jesus goes into the kingdom of Satan, he is destroying the powers of darkness. When you cannot see God moving, it does not mean that he is standing still. His kingdom shall have no end. Is what the Bible says. This is the greater kingdom. His kingdom shall have no end. It means that the kingdom of God is greatly increasing right now. As I am speaking, the kingdom of God is moving. His kingdom will have no end and therefore it will continually increase in power. This is the greater kingdom. It's moving into place quickly to overtake the entire world. His kingdom shall have no end. While you're looking at all the situations that the world are facing, that you're facing in your life right now, remember, his kingdom shall have no end. His government shall rule and he will continuously rise up and release a greater and a more powerful anointing. His kingdom shall have no end as the kingdom of God is greatly increasing right now in the days that we live Satan's kingdom is decreasing in power no I'm talking today about the greater kingdom revelations 1 and 18 I am he that liveth and was dead and behold I am alive forevermore amen and I have the keys of death and hell He who descended is the one who ascended above all the heavens in order to fulfill all things. While the disciples were depressed, Jesus was at work preparing a glorious way for them. Jesus looked down the hallway of time and he was preparing a way for you and me. He was training on all the powers that would try to overtake us. Oh, God has given us the keys to the greater kingdom, all powers that could destroy us. He has overtaken them. He has trampled under our feet. When he rose, he brought the powers of heaven on earth to mere men and women. The lion's power was stripped. The lion, Satan, his power was disabled. Now, anyone who dies in Christ dies in victory, and they live in victory. The word of the Lord says that I may know his suffering and the power of his resurrection. Praise God. He's talking about the greater kingdom. We must pray and teach the power of the resurrection. Now you're able to talk to the Lord. And now talking about shaking the earth, the releasing of the angels, the victory against the ill-spoken words. Take the victory over suffering. Take the victory over abuse. The victory over betrayal. The victory over being lied on. The victory over rejection. The victory over violence. The victory over the one who killed your child. The victory over every system of darkness. God wants us to take the victory in every situation. 
That is unfair. That's oppressive and every form of robbery that the enemy has loosed in this realm. I can go on, but there is no end to his kingdom. And as his kingdom rises up, the remnant church will prevail as his kingdom increases in power. God took the victory over Satan. Jesus took the victory over death and he made a triumphant show. Oh, we want to pray and praise the Lord and begin to focus on the greater kingdom. As you pray today, add into your prayers as you pray, Lord, teach me the power of the resurrection. I promise you, if you cry out to God like this, he will teach you the authority as you step into the realization of the greater kingdom. The Bible says the spirit that raised Christ from the dead lives in us. It's raised him from the dead. This is mighty, that same spirit. So this is the promise that he gave the disciples. I will never leave you or forsake you. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. And once you receive the Holy Spirit in your heart, the same spirit abides in you. The spirit that raised Christ from the dead that lives in us will make us alive. He will quicken our mortal flesh. And what does this mean? The things that you cannot do on your own, he will do. He will do those things through you. An example, maybe you feel wounded in your spirit. He will heal you. Maybe your heart has a situation that the pain has been so severe, what someone has done and you cannot forgive. This is the work of the greater kingdom. The Holy Spirit that lives in you will perform, will heal you and empower you to be able to forgive. I will quicken your mortal body. Romans 8 and 11. He who raised Christ from the dead will also give life to your mortal bodies because of his spirit who lives in you. The Lord knows what we can do and that we're human flesh. And there are some things that we cannot do on our own. Some problems that are in the mind. Also, he will quicken the mortal body. This is a supernatural change by the spirit of God. Why didn't he say quicken? The same quicken from the flesh to the degree that he aligns your mind where you are able to do it. Maybe you're struggling with a relationship with the spouse, maybe struggling with a problem with children, maybe struggling with finances to activate the resurrection inside. You must first believe the resurrection power lives in you. Believe it, receive it by faith. This is where you make up your mind. I believe You are invited to join Valerie and Joan on a live conference call every Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time by calling 1-832-895-9654. That's 1-832-895-9654 each Saturday morning at 7.30 a.m. Central Time. Romans 30 and 19. Choose this day, life or death blessing or cursing life inside us now is resurrection power we must believe my nephew was at school one day and five years old five and six year olds are talking and my little nephew says to the little girl sitting next to him he said do you believe in jesus christ she said no i don't believe 
He said, you don't believe in God? She said, no, I don't believe. He said, oh, you don't believe in Jesus? She said, no, I don't believe in him. He said, well, then you're going to hell. She said, going to hell? He said, yeah, if you don't believe in Jesus, you're going to hell. She said, I believe. Well, I believe then. I believe. Praise God. I'm telling you, we have some things you've got to take by faith and receive it into your spirit. Have a made up mind that you receive the word of God and that you absolutely believe. Deuteronomy 30 and 19, when it tells us choose blessing or cursing, life or death, it is a choice to believe the life inside us, that resurrection power that God has given us, that we are in the victory position. This is the greater kingdom. There is a word in 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, that one is a new creature. That new creation has come. I'm paraphrasing, if you will. The old has gone and the new is here. He didn't say if anyone is in Jesus. He said if anyone is in Christ. That means if you are in the anointing. If you are in the anointing, you are made new. The word of the Lord says he makes all things new. Oh, God wants you to step into the power of the greater kingdom. He has poured out upon us every good gift, everything that we need that pertains to life in Christ, that we may know him must be our prayer now. Begin to pray. I want to know the power of his resurrection. As you begin to pray like that, you are praying to understand the power of the greater kingdom that operates through you, First Peter 1 and 3, according to his divine power, he's given unto us all things necessary for a dynamic spiritual life and godliness through true personal knowledge of him who called us by his own glory and excellence. Now we must draw near to him. How do we know the power of the resurrection? Philippians 2, 5, we must have the same attitude that Christ had. He did not think of equality with God to cling to. What Jesus has is a power above every power, a power above every power. That's how he has a name above every name. We must have a renewed mind. I've seen great men act in ways that aren't wise. I've seen great men fall. Then if great men fall who appear strong, then the weak are doomed without Christ. Why do people who walk with God fall? Because there's a weakness in their flesh. And Satan has seen that weakness. And when he sees that weakness, he launches an attack to destroy that person. If we know we have an enemy, we must know when and how he attacks and choose the greater kingdom. When you identify your weakness, then you prepare a way to handle that weakness. Is Satan attacking when you're alone? When you have extra money and you misspend it and you do certain things you shouldn't do because you have the extra money? When you are in a certain group of people, there is a particular time when he launches his attack and you must identify the launching of those attacks and be ready to set him on notice when he attacks. 
Know the timing and the way that he tries to enter with an attack. Plan ahead spiritually. When we travel, we plan for travel. Well, we're travelers here, aliens in a different land. Jesus said that I'm from above and you're from beneath. And it is the same for us. We're above and those of the world are from beneath. Praise God. We must plan any weakness that you know that is within you. You must go to the Lord in prayer. The key to the greater kingdom and walking in a powerful place with God is being transparent with God. That means you go before him and whatever the weakness is in your flesh, you present that before God. Abraham was a man who was transparent with God and whatever he didn't see happening or whatever God had promised or he was expecting God to do. We see him having conversations with God about the fulfilling of the promise Abraham believed of God. And so therefore he received. And so it's the same thing. He was available to God and he was transparent and he would talk with God about his the circumstance that he was facing. We must be transparent with God, whatever our weakness is. That's what we take to the Lord and present it before God. We're children of the greater kingdom. and He has the power to quicken our mortal flesh. He has the power to strengthen our minds. I'm talking about the greater kingdom today. Praise God. God wants us to have an encounter with him. He wants us to draw closer to him. And in order to do that, we must be transparent with God, admitting our faults, admitting every weakness, talking to him the way you talk with a friend Abraham had an amazing relationship with God, but he talked with him as a friend talks to another friend. Abraham was a mighty man of God that prayed and sought God. Even though we see this divine relationship, we don't see fasting with Abraham. We have no account that he fasted. We don't have any long prayers that he prayed. So what was the golden key with Abram and God? He was transparent and he was accessible to God because he was transparent and God could use him in mighty ways that all nations will be blessed through him. Praise God. We have to go to the Lord and say, Lord, this is where I am with this. And I didn't tell the truth and I'm not always truthful. You know, Lord, I have this addiction. Uh, Lord, I have this situation. I know that I should not be in this situation, Lord. I, I've made the wrong turn in my life and I, I, I've gone into something I, I know you never intended for me to be in. Whatever the place in your life is that you know that you need to take it to God. When you take it to God, you're positioning yourself to have a mighty encounter with God. When you become transparent, you become accessible to God. You begin to talk to him as though he is a friend. You position yourself for a greater relationship with God, for a closer bond with God. You position yourself to be able to speak and the words that you speak come into fruition because God will lay such a heavy anointing upon your life. Too many don't want to be transparent with God. 
even though he sees, knows, and hears all. He's waiting for us to come to him and say, this is my weakness. This is my need. This is where I have failed you. This is where I have failed myself. This is my broken dream. This is what I don't understand why you didn't do this for me. God wants his children to be transparent with him. When you are transparent in a state of humility, he will answer you. He will speak to you in your inner ear. You will hear what the Spirit of the Lord has to say. God wants to have an encounter with you with a dynamic relationship. I'm Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven, teaching God's people to pray. You've been listening to Valerie Sneed with Prayers Heard in Heaven. If you missed any of the program, listen next Sunday evening at 5.30. For more information about their weekly live prayer call, visit their website at prayersheardinheaven.com. Dot O-R-G.